Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Planning Phase Syndicate. This is episode 133, where we talk about the end of the world. I'm sorry. It is the end of Store Champs season here, officially, as of tomorrow. So I doubt anybody's going to hold any store tournaments between Tuesday and Thursday. But officially, it is the end of Store Champs. So what does that mean? We get to dissect and look at some of the different factions, their standings, as well as the last of the list for tournaments until, I guess, until there's another one. But really, it's going to be until uh, Sith Takers, I think, is the next big thing that's happening here in the next couple of months. With that being said, let me bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome the bench warmer himself, Mr. Alex Jones. How are you today, sir? Jones. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm on. I'm doing OK. You know, middle of the week, so a little tired, but, you know, I'm ready. Awesome. Also joining me is JJ getting the first dose of uh, Lions failures. <laughs> Gridiron. Yeah, hey, sir. Yeah, it was very, very unfortunate uh, that the Lions lost, man. Uh, I mean, I was excited to see Barry Sanders in the flesh in the stadium, you know, watching the Lions play. And I had high hopes for them, especially going into half. But it turns out, you know, once you're leading, you just roll all blanks after that, you know, and uh, drop every pass. And yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Lions are going to Lions, man. Just took them a little bit longer this year. Yeah, if you, if you actually go back and watch like some of their even the last playoff game and the one before that, they there's a pattern that we see here. They have a lot of momentum at the beginning of the game, and it just their second it's their secondary. It just starts to fall apart. The one thing I can say is Goff was consistent, right? Yeah, he Goff was, was yeah. not the in my opinion, Goff was not the issue. Uh, like a lot of people are trying to like say, it's like he, he was not the issue. Um, he was pretty dead on for like almost everything he was doing. I had to. So I, this is why I, this is the shit about sports that drives me nuts. So I'm going to divert. Like right now we could go watch almost any X-Wing game online for free, blah, blah, blah. Like it's nice to give a little bit of a, a paid subscription to somebody, but you don't have to. You would think you could watch the Lions in Michigan for Christ's sake. When we're in like almost the finals, when we're in semifinals for free, fuck Fox. And Bailey Sports, I'm happy you're going bankrupt. Yep. Blow it. Mm -hmm. You suck horrible. Because I had to sign up for FUBU to get a free trial because I have no other way of watching it. I don't have cable. We don't We don't have cable. I got rid of cable a long time ago. Um, it was one of the costs I felt was a worthless cost compared to what I could get for streaming. Um and like I still even at this point, even if I went back and decided I wanted to watch sports, I still am not going to eat an $80 a month cost just to watch yeah. effing sports. Fuck that. Like all these people can blow it out their ass. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So 100% agree, man. A little disappointed. I will. That's my that's my Tanner rant of, of, of the night. That's probably the only one you'll get because nobody ran Torkel Mux. So we won't get any more Torkel Mux rants. But <laughs> JJ, you. You only have to wear that hat like two more weeks. You got to make up for the weeks you've been oh, off. Three. Three? three? Weeks, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you got weeks. three more weeks. And then technically you don't actually have to wear that hat. We were one week away from you having to permanently wear that damn hat. <laughs> one week. If we'd been in the Super Bowl, man, you'd be wearing that hat forever. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, that that uh, that would have been a travesty. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> At least it's an airflow hat, not like one of those crappy, uh, like really thick fitted ones or whatever that um, you can yeah. get. Yeah. Especially because you live down south where you can sweat more than those of us in Michigan. Though it's not snowing anymore and the snow's melting, so I don't know what's going on. Like snowing by me for what it's worth. Okay. Well, nobody nobody cares about Alex, but it's not like snowing in ninety percent of Michigan Michigan. So which is weird though, right? I don't know. My wife said this is just a thaw. We get and then we're gonna get hit again in February. So I'm sure we will. It's Michigan, it's always snow. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I was a little excited for, to see it melt. Um, uh, we apologize. Uh, the Like I said, the show was a couple of days late. Uh, obviously, it was a Lions game. Uh, no offense, but that was that was Im- important. Literally um, historical. Historical yeah. significance, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a little hard to pass that one up. Um, but what can you do? So let's talk a little bit about X-Wing. Tonight, so store champs have ended. Um, I don't know if I'm excited or not excited by that. Um, usually, what that means now is worlds prep. People are going to be preppy for worlds. Um, so th- this is, and I'm going to ask you guys. This is kind of what I wanted to start with today. I heard on Gold Squadron that they they stated that AMG did not officially tell us that the Battle of Endor will be available before worlds. I thought they said it was, and I thought they said yeah. it would be legal. Yeah, actually, right? I thought that the pre-order, uh, the pre-order page on Asmodee uh, had the date listed for February twenty-third, uh, but yeah, they might have changed since then. So it's been a while. Okay, so I guess <coughs> I, I that I I didn't finish the whole episode. Maybe they changed their stance, but that's kind of what I heard, and I was like sitting there going, "What? What are you talking about? Like, I'm pretty sure." AMG said this was going to be legal because that's going to be a big part of our discussions, right? Like if you have not been testing against Battle of Endor, even if you're not going to run any of those ships, you have to know how some of those ships are going to affect and work um, against you, especially that soon tier. If it comes in at a hot five points, that soon tier is something people are going to, you know, a ship they can easily sub in and take. If it comes in at four points, you definitely better know how to fly against it. Yeah, it's a meta changer, and you definitely want uh, you want those ships in your in your list. Like they're they're ships that are going to be good right out the box, especially if they're costed appropriately to fit. You know, a lot of other meta staples for those factions. Um, they're they're going to make a splash out worlds for sure. Yeah, you know the article doesn't technically say when it's going to be released, but you can still pre order it off the Asmodee site. Okay, and, and I thought February twenty third. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I thought we had like a whatchamacallit, like there was something like an AMG message somewhere that had stated um that the about the points discussion. Because I thought we covered that like a couple weeks ago where there was a like a points remember in, in our whole dis we had a whole discussion about the leak and stuff like that. And then I think they talked about points and people were thinking we're gonna get a big points change. And I'm saying, ah, I don't I don't think you're getting we're, we're getting these points and they're going to just hold everything for worlds. Um, they don't want to be that spicy. Uh, it would be super spicy to give us all brand new points, but they probably will not do that. Um, yeah, no. So, 
anyway, so th- that's kind of why I think it's a little bit um, imperative. Like I want to go through some of the last lists and then we're going to be getting into in the upcoming weeks, each of the different factions. We're going to look at what's meta staples uh, breaking down. We are going to essentially dedicate a whole episode to a faction um, and do extreme deep dives into each of them. The question becomes is do we hold off on on um rebels and empire until we get the new points so uh no mainly because we want to look at it in a vacuum of you know last the last season so far um but i mean we can do them last if we want to assuming that you know for some reason the new card pack doesn't come out all right well before we get into any of that let's do our roll call segment tonight Our roll call segment that we are debuting here essentially says, hey, what new pilot or old pilot do we have that could possibly be really good? Tonight, we chose IG-102, which you're going to sit there and say, Tanner, why in God's green earth are we choosing a separatist ship as an underrated pilot? And I'm here to tell you, if you've never played this, this ship, for what it's worth, its ability is actually pretty bonkers. Like four four points. If it had a little bit better loadout things, this would be a staple inside a CIS. Um, now, could you imagine this in like another faction? Like just some of its different abilities? I don't know. Uh, so tonight, Alex, what is IG-102? Yeah, so IG-102 is a CIS rogue class, and it's not Dirge or CAD. It's the the other ones. <laughs> so it has uh, 11 points of loadout, which is exactly enough that you need for Sync Laser Cannon's independent calculations and engine upgrade. You can almost make a case for putting something else on there, but it kind of just builds itself. It only has two cannon slots and two mod slots. Uh, and its ability is while you defend, if the attacker's initiative is equal or greater than yours, and he's a four, uh, you may change one blank result to a focus result. And a lot of problems uh, that I've had with rogues, and I'm sure a lot of people have had with rogues, rogues is that um, they kind of die. <laughs> uh, they can they can not like pop, but they die real quick before they have. Uh, like a, a serious impact on the game. And this one helps prevent you not dying. Um, just by, you know, you get, if you have independent calcs, gives you two calculates. Uh, you're not repositioning, but you have sync laser cannons, so you don't really need to reposition. Uh, worst comes to worst, you have network calculations built right in. So if you have other things around it with network calcs, you can. Not if you have independent. If you have independent, it's gone. Right. That's what I'm saying. If the worst comes to worst, we don't have independent calcs. It has network calculates on the card. So if you have a bunch of other things with network calcs, you could use this ability a lot. (laughs) Um, But I think it's like a solid. I'm bringing another rogue piece, possibly a third rogue. 
um, just because it's a little bit more survivable. I don't think it's going to overthrow Dirge in any way. Uh, but it's a, I think it's a solid underrated four-piece for CIS. Yeah, and I've had it before where I, I've taken him and stuck him in a uh, precarious situation, let's say, right? Where my my rogue is coming in and it's coming in a little hot, kind of like an X-Wing. It can't survive like five shots coming into it, but if you're only taking one or two shots into it, you've got the two calculates, you have the ability right there to be able to use your sync laser cannon, deny range bonus, and then you have the ability to use it on defense to essentially what's the most probable thing you're going to roll a eyeball and a blank. Right. Um, so being able to change that spend your two calculates on defense makes this thing actually very survivable. Um, I don't know. I think in high level meta, right. Where we have high initiatives, this ship shines. If we all of a sudden went down to like I twos and threes, you probably would put this into the bin personally. So is there a way to, I mean, I, I, I don't see why this would, work out in the long run but could you swarm tactics with a lower initiative ship to bring this down and then have it attack a lower initiative to have his ability proc with more ships mm, yes but i think the only thing that you can do that with would be the like an hmp and like that's all your points for the most part <laughs> an hmp so I mean, I guess you could. It just seems a little unnecessary because the only thing that's exactly. like yeah. lower than a four right now is like Jag, right? Everything else are like Deathfire. Most other things yeah. are at four or higher. Okay. And if they're lower initiative, you don't take the double calculates. You just barrel roll out of their arc, right? So, yeah. Yes. True. Not getting shot is better than modding your defense dice. Yeah. I will say the one caveat here that I would I would say if you have the ability to take Kraken on in some way, shape, or form, I would actually exchange independent calculate for electronic baffle. Only for the pure fact if you're getting shot at it's worthless, but you you want that network upgrade or the network calculates as well. If you could take contraband, I mean, that would obviously be better, but they're mean and they don't want to give you contraband on this ship for some reason. I don't know why, but. I don't think thematically that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, it might. I don't know. It's an IG, so. Uh, it sucks because you can't get a proton cannon shield upgrade. You're one yeah. point off. Yeah, somebody thought about that ahead of time, Alex. Somebody was smart about that. <laughs> well, I like Sync Laser Cannon's independent calcs and engine upgrade is a fine loadout. I, I literally can't think of anything else that would be kind of useful. I mean, I guess you can go like the Ion Cannon HLC route if you have Kraken or other independent calcs in there. But kind of at that point, just choose Cad Bane or, or Dirge. Yeah. This is this ship is it is this ship does have a decent dial. Um, if you're and, and 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 that's the problem is you don't have to take the independent calculate action every turn either. Like you do not have to do that. 
um, you 100% can just take the boost. I will tell you the, the sad part is you don't get the bullseye. So if you have dirge on the board and dirge is, you don't get to the die the same way. Just make sure you remember that because it'll bite you in the ass. It did me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The, um, the nice part is that you don't really need to do a lot of like fancy maneuvering. Like you're not repositioning because you have some laser cannons, right? You could just shoot someone. The one banks are fine for that kind of stuff. You don't have to set up the bullseye. Bullseye's nice, but this is more of like, I'm following this ship and I'm just going to keep shooting it and denying its range bonus kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. And if it needs to go fast, it can go fast to get away. Otherwise, yeah, it's 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 essentially a little bit fancier version of a X-Wing to some extent, right? You get one hards. You don't get one hards on X-Wings. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, have a list in CIS that I've been kicking around for a bit. That is Dirge, CAD, IG-102, and Zam. And it's not too bad. I enjoy it. It's not double fire spray, so it's something new. Yeah, it's just the, the, the I and when we get into our faction discussion, I think that it, it'll breed us a little bit into why some like five ships in CIS just aren't as good as other factions. It's just not. Um, but sync laser cannons on this does make this a three dice pretty much all the time. You never have to worry about range. It's always there. It's a neat little ship. Out of all the IGs, this one is probably the best one, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree. It's the just being survivable just makes it better than uh, like IG 101, where you just repair a face off damage card, right? <laughs> yep. And and how much health do you have left when you're doing that? You know, like you're, yeah. you're kind of just screwed. I mean, IG 111's cool, but it's also. You have to bullseye things and you're an I1 and you also have to miss. So it's kind of like all antithetical to what you're trying to do there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. JJ, anything to add before we move on? I mean, I think this this chassis could see some more play, um, especially if it gets backed up with like a tack droid. Um, to help it like keep more calculates or gain more calculates out there. Um, I know independent calculations is a good way to at least give it two uh, calculates out there. Um, but it's this is feels like one of those um, one of those pilots that does have a higher potential um, to stay alive than than most people realize. Um, but you know it's it just takes a lot more practice. I mean, if you look at what some of the other players have done. Um, my my initial thought goes to Miguel Justiano, uh, who brought a um, a four uh, row class uh, list to um, gosh, what was it, Nova, and uh, and made it uh, to the top tables um, and did very very well with that list. You know, there's just there's a lot of um, a lot of things you can do uh, with this type of list. Fair enough. How about this, Alex? Do you think we could get a th this at three points if we drop some of its loadout? Yeah. Would you even want to drop its loadout? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think if if you give me this for three points and and drop it by three points of loadout or yeah. two points of loadout, yeah. I would one hundred percent run this at this this for three points. What if yeah, you give it to loadout so it can have ion cannon, HLC, and independent galaxy? 
uh, then I would 100% take that at three points. Well, not at three points. I mean, oh, at, at two points, yeah, or at, at four. four points, yeah. I would, I would, yeah. If you give me two more loadout, yeah, I, I could go, yeah. go even better. You give me a talent slot and four, a couple more points of loadout, like or anything, like give me contraband. I don't know. Um, but yeah, give me two more points of loadout. I, I would actually take this over Cad Bane in a smaller amount, a smaller ship list count. I think the, the, the issue becomes in a higher ship list count. It's a lot harder to find that four points in this ship when you could just take Turch, you know, or Cad Bane because Cad Bane fuels off of all the other ships that die. Um, but yeah, if you're I feel like if you're taking IG 102, you already took Dirge in your list, and that's what and you just want another rogue. Yeah, probably. I'm surprised they've left Dirge alone in CIS, to be honest with you. Like, out of all the things I thought they would have nerfed, it would have been that. Nope. They have to have so. something in CIS. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Well, that was our discussion, our roll call discussion tonight. Um, new pilot every week until, uh, I don't know. Are we going to do Battle of Indoor once for when they come out because they're underutilized? <laughs> I think that defeats the purpose, but yeah. Either which way, why don't we get into our pattern analyzer segment and let's go through some of the store champs from this weekend. All right, Pattern Analyzer, the very first, very first one we're going to go over is a world qualifier right out of Australia called CanCon. Um, I don't know if that's the name of the convention. No idea. But it is CanCon, or maybe that's a place. I don't know. Um, they didn't have as many people uh, show up. They had, like, what, 32 to 36, somewhere around there. Um, so... Decent size showing for Australia. Um, they had one faction that they did not report what it was. So um, there is that FO showing the highest faction performance because there was so the one guy that brought it did really well. <laughs> <laughs> and one guy brought it did real well. No CIS list to be found. <laughs> It could have been one of the unknown, or it could have been that unknown list, but yeah, it's still, I mean, it's very likely nobody brought CIS, which is very sad. <laughs> they brought CIS, but didn't want anyone to know, so they just didn't report the list. <laughs> Get on it, Ron It would never be in the record. <laughs> Ugh, don't do that. I need to know better CIS lists for worlds. <laughs> Sam and three rogues. Mm. More fun than you expect. I know it's sad. I, maybe give me Grievous at four points, too. <laughs> anyway. All right. So now <coughs> the directing here. Um, they had a few scum lists. Uh, none of them that did super well. Resistance probably had the um, largest showing right uh, for what it could do. Uh, Resistance showing very a lot better over uh, Empire there for the weekend. Um, we're not going to get into top pilots uh, tonight. Uh, we're just going to be talking about the actual list because there is quite a few lists, and I wanted to make sure we kind of went through some of them. They did a top cut to eight, um, but they had quite a few other three and twos that went in there. 
Uh, some lists we're gonna you're gonna see, and you're gonna be like, "What's that?" And then there's a list in there that has a defender, and I'm very proud of that list uh, for making cut. So the guy went four and one on the day. Very happy to see. Currently, to see that defender there, <laughs> I don't think I'll be happy if I have to play against it. But very happy to see a defender in there, as well as a very janky um resistance list that went three one and one and still made top cut and we're gonna cut we're definitely gonna be talking about that list tonight because i don't understand it and hopefully alex can put some <laughs> uh, some understanding into it also making an appearance is a not one not two not three not four but a seven ship republic list which i did not know you could actually fit in all together but you can so um, we're going to be talking about that list too tonight because I did not know you could put seven ships in there and he went three and two with it. So I'm going to say that's that's a pretty good record for that type of a list. So. So to begin with, I'll kick it off so that you don't you all don't have to read the boring list. The winner of the whole tournament. Congratulations, Matt Deering, uh, took a standard Han build, except for no chopper, but has trick shot. Um, but essentially took the Han, Luke, Wedge, Keo, and Sabine build. The main differences you're gonna see lone wolf concussion missiles on Keo, which we've seen before. Um, but that is a little bit of a change. And then they must love their crack shot because they put crack shot on wedge. Um I mean that's that's the loadout I would do on wedge. All right. I do not like it, but yeah, they put crack shot and uh, marksmanship right into wedge as well there. So who wants the runner up? Mr. DD sudden sudden there. I feel like JJ should get that one. Yeah, I'll do that one. So we got a empire list here. We got battle. You have invader uh, with soon fell with marksmanship, ruthless and shield upgrade. Tomex friend, the standard loadout version with major rhymer with feedback ping cluster missiles, proton bombs and scale bombardier followed by death fire. Uh, the standard loadout version here. Um, I got to say, I think this was the correct call for Major Rhymer, uh, mainly because you do have Deathfire that can use his ability to launch that Proton Bomb, uh, which it gives you the likelihood for Major Rhymer to get that backping target lock and, uh, and then set off those cluster missiles. And with Major Rhymer's ability, he can increase the range of the cluster missiles up to range three. So he's more likely to get the double shot off of the cluster missiles uh, with his ability uh, combined with that fires bomb going out there. So that's definitely a really nice way to uh, guarantee like a double tap uh, with major rhymer and cluster missiles there. Uh, you got those two I sixes with Vader and soon CRFL uh, being able to go in and, uh, and do some damage. It's definitely a very, very aggressive list. Uh, soon CRFL uh, can do quite a bit of work with ruthless uh, going into those bombers to use them to, uh, damage them most likely using death fire uh, as that uh, as that ruthless battery and uh, getting some damage in there. Yeah, so I think the interesting like so I have a question: if, if is does feedback feedback ping for your um, being able to take that target lock? So if, if death fire goes what one forward or whatever, and then um, or well the three forward and then launches it. That's going to be well beyond where Rhymer probably is if Rhymer is behind Deathfire. 
can Deathfire or Rhymer still pick up those locks, even if it's beyond range three? So the feedback ping would trigger after the ship, the enemy ship, executes a maneuver and is in range of the bomb. So as long as Rachel Rhymer has them in arc after they move and most likely, you know, near the bomb, uh, then Rhymer can pick up that target lock onto that person that goes near the bomb that that fire launched. Also, so, feedback ping ignores range restrictions. Yeah, well, that's what I was asking. That's what I wanted to know. Is, does because you can still slow roll, right? Like all you're doing yeah. then is slow rolling with your um, rhymer. That way, rhymer can pick up the lock well in advance and have a double modded um, cluster missile. Yeah, and that also makes rhymer the objective grabber in this list too, because he can uh, reliably get that target lock off a of feedback ping and still use his action to uh, like get a crate or. Uh, scramble uh, like a point if he needs to and still have the offense that he needs to shoot that cluster miss off. Yeah, I like feedback ping. I think it's super cool. I like the cluster missiles. It just sucks like if you have to throw that bomb with that fire just to get feedback ping, I think you're playing death fire wrong because like you're just kind of hanging them out there and then they just kind of kill them really fast. Yeah, but it is useful when you have two other people also carrying bombs, including like and, and yourself, you know, you got the ion bombs, the proton bombs, and then Rhymer also has proton bombs with a skill bombardier. So you can do like a, a two bank and then do like a 3k and then they move and then they're eating the bomb and then you got locks. So yeah. it's just kind of an easy way to trigger it yourself as well. And a lot of high initiative. I mean, you got Vader soon tier. Tomax had five. Deathfire's two, but that's kind of the feature. And then, you know, Rhymer doing some work. Yeah, it just sucks with soon tier because you can't get you can't get your Predator. I want my Predator and my shield upgrade. Give me that. That's what the Ruthless is for. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I do like me some soon tier fell, though. I'll tell you that. All right, let's move on to the next list. Uh, looks like we got a Ray list here. Of course, hello. But we got a Ray list here. What's going on with that, Alex? Yeah, so in third place, you have a resistance list that has Ray. And Dead Maybe Man's they listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago, hopefully. Uh, it's got <laughs> Ray with Heroic, Rose, Finn, Dead Man, Engine Upgrade, and the title... It's not novice tech, but okay. Uh, Nine Nov with heroic, watchful astromech, uh, S foils and proton torpedoes. I, I am. Uh, I'm assuming that's like R four, right? Like that's not watchful astromech. Like no one's going to do that, right? Because that's not because you don't have a reload or a rotate action. So it's literally yeah, exactly. useless. I'm sure that's R four. Yeah. Um, got Snap with Heroic, also Watchville, which I'm assuming is also R4 Astromech, and Homing Torpedoes. Uh, and then LO <laughs> with uh, Marksmanship, Heroic, and Plasma Torps. Oh, good. No Watchville Astromech this time. <laughs> yeah, just slinging <laughs> off those unmodified, <laughs> single modified Torps, baby. So, what is Watchful Astromech? 
gonna help you so, even do it it, it has nothing. to be not watch flash Mac, yeah, right it, it has to be art for yeah yeah and so essentially if they reload or rotate a turret then they gain a calculate which neither one of these x-wings can do so right. it, if you're at a ship's arc you could do a red calculate action which is 100 yeah. percent not what that is yeah exactly I, it's got to be like r4 because that's the same price and right next to the button yeah but yeah i mean <laughs> I, I mean it's it's it is hard it's ray you got three i5s and the R, the i4 being snap um the homing torpedoes is a call um you're you're throwing four dice at range one anyways so maybe you're trying to get it at range two and they just take the crit i'm not exactly sure but it does have a lot of spike damage and auto damage, I guess, with the, the homing torps. Uh, you just have to really approach that correctly, right? Because the plasma torps on LO, you pick up, and then next turn you shoot with the focus pod. Like, you're not getting double. You kind of can with 9-nub setting up the proton torpedoes like that. But you don't have pattern analyzer, so never mind. You're not doing it. Yeah. You just have an I-5 pro torp, which is what Ray is anyway, so... A lot of spike damage. I'm sure that's why he hit really hard. Yeah, like for me, honestly, I, I prefer Nine Nub uh, to take full advantage of his ability. And Chris knows, you know, the, the pattern analyzer uh, is absolutely like integral for Ninum to really take advantage of his ability there. Um, I, I get why they're doing it this way, you know, and just have Ninum shoot the proton torpedoes, but it almost makes me feel like you could substitute Ninum then in that case. Um, you know, just to like maybe put in something cheaper, but I, I don't know where you could really finagle the points for anything else, really. Um, I'm personally more of a fan of putting R2 Ashramek on Ninum and instead of Proton Torpedoes, that gives them a little bit more um survivability, and uh, you still have room to put in uh, Pattern Analyzer and Elusive or Keep Aurora, however you like, on there. Uh, but still, they did very, very well uh, with this. Uh, that ray build is absolutely deadly. I mean, you're you're almost printing three hits every single time, um, and uh, it she's a beast to take down. Uh, Deadman's switch is sneaky because Ray can be super, super aggressive, and if she's in the middle of all your list and you take her down, she's going to do one extra damage to everybody else around her. Um, and that big base, man, that can reach a really big distance there. So, um, But yeah, solid list. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Devran brought a six-ship list. We have SOC Jag and Oddball. Build your own wolf with R4P, VTG, and expert handling. Click with marksmanship, R3, Besh title, and seismic charges. Slider with dedicated. And Contrail with Swarm. With Swarm Tactics, R seven A seven, Sync Console, and the S title because you didn't have the points to put into the best title, I guess. Um, Wait, I Sync Console. What <laughs> you did because you have a Sync Console? But oh. go on, sorry. Yeah, I was, I'm <laughs> super. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm super confused why a you would pick that droid. Over other ones, 
but yeah, I don't know how you don't find the one point to give to Besk. Like Besk is like I I don't and you're not running bombs, right? You know, so I don't know. I I <laughs> I don't quite understand understand it cuz essentially you they're going to you can use it to inflict ions, but you don't have anything to guarantee you're going to get ions, right? Or is that that what that astromech I guess R seven A seven gives you the crits so you can do the bash or not the bash? I, the I guess. Title. Yeah, that feels like a waste of our first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but sometimes, sometimes you you can really like cripple the ship um, that relies on like being able to outmaneuver people. Uh, Sincere Fell, for instance, right? If you manage to get that ion onto Sincere Fell, um, you're gonna make sure Sincere doesn't get away from like from the the pursuit the next turn, and you can really kill a ship that way. Um, or um, or Vader, that really really depends on having that target lock on there. If you get that ion on him, sure he has a shield, but don't yeah. you have to get you have to get in there though? Like you have to be you got to be able to throw three dice. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're at range three or even range two, throwing two dice, the probability you're getting that ion off is that's very true. low. Yeah, that's true. And like, you can't even guarantee you're knocking off like a a lock from like an opposing oddball, right? Because they have to be fully ionized for it to do that. You need two crit tokens for that. Yeah. And you can only spend that droid for one. So if you don't roll any other crits, you're only getting one out of it. I don't know. It's yes, gimmicky, it I guess. Luke, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're swarm tactics jag up because other people have done that. And I guess that makes the most sense, right? Um, I just... Uh, uh, that, that contrail hurts me so much. And like the sync council is not even... You're not even like doing anything super or crazy with it, right? Um, I mean, I guess you can sync console jag up, shoot with jag, shoot with oddball, get the lock with jag. No, no, that's backwards. So you shoot with oddball, then you shoot, then get jag a lock, lock, jag shoots, then passes his lock off to contrail, who then shoots and jag reacquires a lock. That's really convoluted. But yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I'm assuming that was the gimmick is they they can transfer the I-5 target locks if you swarm tactics jag up with contrail. You know, watch you watch this person there there because they got the invite for worlds. Watch one of us get paired up with them like that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a that's an interesting list. I mean, it's it's beefy, if anything, at least yeah. right. I think it shows the power that they you have in Republic is you could take three of your points and do that with it, right? Like I don't think they, the the wolf is there's nothing wrong with the way they did wolf. Um, click is whatever. I mean, I'm not a super big fan of click myself, but I can understand why people like click. And this list, I guess you're clicking one of the. One Probably of the three, yeah. One of the three of them, I guess. That's that's what you're doing. My scum list loves click. Let yeah. me tell you. Free I bet it does. They're already on my opposing ships. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. 
Anyway, let's move on. The next one, Crumbfish. We got a sighting of Rexler Black again. JJ, what is Crumbfish running? So uh, we got an Empire list here. We got uh, Rack coming in with Ruthless, Star Fader, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, Electronic Baffle, and Dauntless Title. And then we got an appearance of Rexler Brath in the Tide Defender with Juke Fire Control System and Cluster Missiles. Then we got Tomax Bren, uh, the standard loadout version, and then Major Rhymer with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Ion Bombs to round off the list there. Uh, definitely a, a really interesting uh, setup here, right? You got your two seven-point ships, uh, one in Rack and the other one in Rexler. Uh, they both do very, very different things, but I think they actually pair very, very well, especially if you get the Death Troopers off uh, reliably, um, or even Vader, right? Because if you Vader somebody, they're forced to spend a token. So if you uh, manage to do that and Rex uh, shoots at that ship, you're likely to get the full advantage of uh, Juke on Rexler um, being able to uh, convert and invade into a focus and since they don't have a token to convert um, you're likely to get damage through and the best part about it is that that also pairs into rex's ability to um to essentially uh choose a, a card to flip for a crit for his ability uh, as long as he has that um that evade token on him um and then you can just pile on there with uh with rack so it's it's a, a nice combination there and the other part of it about it too is just having that tow max with plasma torpedoes that can take off the shields if it lands on there so you're likely to uh take the shields off get a, a good shot in with rack and then finish off with rexler in there and you could possibly take off a ship at initiative five uh with just those three shots and then Reimer's in there with Saturation Salvo, just making sure that uh, they can finish off anybody who's left over. Uh, so it's a it's a very, very nice offensive piece. Yeah, like it's a little different uh, take that we haven't specifically seen before. So, yeah. If only you had a few more points, you could take Vader in it, you know. Soon you'll be able to put Jendon in there. Uh, and if Jenden comes in cheaper, you'll have another point to play with. Yeah, for real. All right. I like. I prefer diamond boron missiles and Rexler if you're going to bring a missile, right? But cluster missiles, I can see with the Vader and Ion stuff because you get Juke off both of them, which is cool. Um, and you probably don't want to flip over cards on your rack as you're shooting people with your. Diamond Boron missiles. No, or not, probably well, not. Extra damage, not, not flipping over cards, not concussion, but still, like, that's a fun list. I like Raxler. He's he's cool. Yeah. All right, let's move to the next one. What is... <laughs> DFI running. I think this is similar. Cody, I think, played around with this uh... a little bit. Yeah, oh, sort of, I guess. A little bit, yeah. Um, so this is a four-ship FO list. And it has Kylo in the silencer with Malice, Crackshot, Sensor Scramblers, and Proton Torpedoes. I've seen this build before. I don't remember where. But I've definitely seen it before. And it seems okay enough. <laughs> Maybe it's because I play Cody, you know, but man, I really love extreme maneuvers on Kylo. It gets you out of all situations, lets you engage so much better. And then you got Rush 
with Crackshot Fanatical Advanced Optics. Uh, you know, once he uh, takes the damage on him, he's very much more scary. Um, now, he's being an I-6. And you have more I-6s with Major Von Reg, with Crackshot, Deuterium, and Magpulse Warheads. And then Malarus with Magpulse Warheads. So you got uh, two I-5s and like an I-6 and a half with Rush. And uh, triple Crackshot to push a lot of damage through. In the, the right hands, that list can be very scary. Uh, and I like the advanced optics on Rush a lot because at I-2, you're either spending that focus token on defense or you're not, and you just get a free conversion. And it yeah. works really well with Fanatical. It does, actually. Crackshot, not super sold on, but I guess you have it right for once you become the I-6, then it works. Then it yeah. immediately becomes active. And I'll tell you, like, as, if you cannot kill Rush, once you give Rush the damage card, you might regret that. Like I've had it before where I've flown against a rush and like, it's like, Oh, move your eye too. And it's like, no, 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 I do not have to. And you're like, shit. And then here comes rush doing like a one hard. And you're like, Oh, Oh my God. Rush is right behind me. You know? So yeah, if you're going to kill rush, you better fully commit. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wonder if he's play tested blackout and he's just like, nah, I like rush better. Yeah, I think it, it's probably just that secret I-6 piece that people really like. You get really aggressive with Rush, and then Rush becomes an I-6. So, Yeah, exactly. All right. What's scary, if you think about it, though, what's scary is those chassis. You got three of those, in, or two of those in there. Um, Man, those silencer ch chassis are just so good. The secret is yeah. you just kill Kylo. Yeah. Especially you when you don't have extreme maneuvers. Much easier to trap. Can't just like one hard boost five straight next turn. Yeah. But exactly. it hits really hard. Like all those ships other than like Malaris, but you're not bringing Malaris to hit hard. All of them could hit pretty hard. It's a lot of control with the double mag pulse. Yep. <sighs> all right. Our next list is Brendan with a resistance list. Three, no, four Y-Wings, Yeager, and Allo. <coughs> so we have Chorus Capellum with Dorsal and Wartime Loadout. Lega Foss with Diamond Borons and Wartime Loadout. Shaza with Alex's absolute favorite upgrade. ATP, Dorsal, <laughs> Wartime loadout and cluster missiles, which I think your cluster missiles and your ATP just like are going to screw you. It's going to screw you over because you can't shoot cluster missiles at range zero. <laughs> you just can't. Well, you select which like weapon you're shooting yeah, with. So it yeah. can either be your front arc or your cluster missiles if you have a lock on someone for what it's worth. All right. I guess. Still bad. Don't do it. Um, then we have Zori with marksmanship. Dorsal, R4, Wartime, and Thread Tracers. Because you didn't want to take Plasmas. Um, I guess it sets up locks for everybody else, so 
Then we have Yeager with heroic concussion, marksmanship, targeting computer, Kaz's fireball, and Elo with plasmas, heroic, and marksmanship. I don't know how this list works. (laughs) I think I would lose to this list. It's a lot of beef. Uh, We saw a similar list um, in our stream when uh, a couple of weeks back for the Atomic Empire Store Championship. Uh, Very similar list with this. Uh, Those white wings can absolutely take a lot of punishment and deal a lot of punishment back. Um, You're essentially using uh, Zori to set up the, the ordinance locks for everybody else in this list. Um, and she can do it pretty well since she's able to double mod pretty easily with her ability. Um, although I think, I mean, you can pretty much guarantee the locks with her if you get that bullseye lined up. Because uh, she has that marksmanship uh, along with the wartime loadout. So you can essentially use a thread tracer um, on somebody. Uh, if you're in the bullseye, uh, you use marksmanship and then your opponent can't do anything to cancel that crit. Um, so you're going to guarantee all those target locks for everybody else in the list there for you. Um, so it does have its utility there. Um, and those Y wings just take a lot of effort to take down uh, with the wartime loadout on them, just having the additional shields on them. Uh, so it's um, it's definitely a lot to, to try to take in there. Um, main problem, though, is that once Zori starts going down um, and you don't have a way of double modding those shots, uh, the offense just drops off significantly um, with this list. So kill Zori is the answer to this list. Yeah, Zori is, is definitely the, the priority for this particular list, just to take away the, the threat tracers on there. The Y-Wings do have enough health to really... Um, to just do target locks and try to get shots off that way. Um, but they're just not going to have the same time on target. Um, and they're going to have a trouble to like keep pursuit. I mean, they do have that dorsal turret arc on the side, um, but it's just not the same of getting uh, like ordinance off, especially with uh, wartime loaded on. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, just hoping that you just don't have enough like guns to just chew through all all that health because that's what like 36 i mean you effectively have five health on the fireball because it comes in damage right so it's 41 plus the seven so you have 58 health or 48 health right so that's a lot to go through they have one agility so it's not that difficult honestly i don't know every time i play a zori bliss she just dies in like two rounds yeah to I mean, look at uh, both, both munitions shot off for what it's worth but would you guys consider putting swarm tactics on either zori or elo to get chorus up there to steal tokens to make no make things hit harder i, I wouldn't run this list personally i would not be good <laughs> enough to run this so. uh yeah having whole gimmick kind of relying on having Zori shoot the thread racers kind of really ruins a lot of things like you have to I mean maybe it's good against something like rack right where it's like really easy to just shoot a lot of things at them but if you don't have you know like a big fat juicy whale ship just in the middle of your board and just straight joust list like, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't, 
I mean, I you would think that this this list will be super vulnerable to like ion bombs, right? Or like Han in general. Or Han, yeah, yeah. Han like anything that yeah. can maneuver, anything that can has any sort of control, like any sort of ion torps, ion cannons. I mean, plasma torps just rips through Y wings real fast, and those are super popular right now because uh, they'd be cheap. Yeah, and they yeah. come standard yeah. with Tomax too. Mm-hmm. So you you, uh, you think uh, I don't know? Maybe it's just a, it's susceptible to a lot of matchups. I think this is like is a super matchup dependent list kind of thing. Like you either get super lucky and you're just like, oh, cool, I'm just going to annihilate this this one particular list. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I feel like it'd be not too bad against not triple arc Republic lists, right? Because they just only have a bunch of two die guns and they might not be able to eat through it all. Like that list we're going to go through a little bit later. I'm just uh, a little bit baffled. Also, please don't take ATP. Although it's kind of funny, I guess, with Shaza, if you shoot at her and she took the calculate but didn't spend it, you can pass out more calculates. That seems really convoluted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just I I have forty eight health. Joust me, please, kind of list. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move yeah. on. We, we keep moving. We uh, let's keep let's keep moving. Um. Yes. So, yeah. the next one we could kind of skip. The next one is just the rack list that we've been talking about with Faroff and the three bombers. Um, I don't see anything different on either of these, so it's your fair off ruthless triple zero list. Um, seems very similar. Uh, then we have Alex Chopper is running a uniqueish build for Poe and Nina that I've not seen either. So, what, what is this resistance list, please? Oh boy. Okay, so this is Falcon Poe. With trick shot, heroic, freelance slicer, uh, ray gunner, contraband, uh, engine upgrade, and the title, which I have never seen on any uh, Falcon Poe I've seen in my life. The freelance slicer allowing you to, while you defend before attack dice are rolled, you can spend a lock you have on them to. Uh, Roll a die. Um, they get a jam automatically, but on the hit crit result, you also get a jam. Which is, I mean, I guess if you're spending your lock, you're not too bad. I guess you have Ray, but man, that's really unnecessary. I mean, I guess it works against other like I6s if you're going against a Vader, but that's super niche. Um, anyways, it also has nine nub with heroic pattern analyzer R5X3. That is the one that lets you just go on obstacles. Um, and spare parts canisters and jamming beam. <laughs> so, uh, I guess specifically, um, R5X3. Uh, lets you ignore obstacles uh, before you activate or engage. 
So it's five points though, but I guess you can like trigger it and then three talent roll through a rock and then pattern analyzer a boost somewhere and get rid of the stress and not take any damage or something from that. I've seen it before, but that was when they were not nearly as destructive. Uh, then yeah, you have Mello with heroic M9 G8 and marksmanship, and then Lulo with starboard slash lone wolf shield upgrade. Four ship Republic list. Uh, three I5s and Falcon Bow at I6. Yeah, I mean, I think that R5FX3 really opens up the dial for Neenum because that pretty much lets him go anywhere he wants. He no longer has to worry about obstacles so much. And on top of that, the spare parts canisters, in addition to breaking the locks or regening a charge for R5X3, um, can potentially set up a trick shot for Poe. Um, if you place it just right, and that uh, that could be pretty big if you can get a big I six shot uh, from Poe and um, and Ninum, uh, just being able to outmaneuver people uh, just really helps you uh, get around the the field and uh, and and terrify people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of Starbridge Slash on Lulo. Honestly, yeah. I don't agree. I don't like starboard slash in general. It's better to have on higher initiative, though, for what it's worth. Um, but yikes, don't land in someone else's arc. <laughs> I mean, you can choose not to use it, right? But like, you think marksmanship would be a little bit more poignant for uh, just objectives in general, as opposed to like a, a strain token. You would think. One would think, Alex. One would think. Man, I hope they're M9 G8ing Lulo, but they're probably doing it on Poe, right? Mm-hmm. So you got the reroll with that and Ray, and then the freelance slicer to jam them. I would actually. I, uh, how about this? I would. I would see somebody put this on the table. I, I'm. I'm confused. I'm so confused by the spare parts canister, <laughs> but to get the other charge back, baby. I guess. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, let's go to the seven ship Republic list. JJ, what is that list? And what that is the final one we're going to cover for this store champ or world qualifier. So um, I got to know there's not a single arc 170 in this list, which is fantastic. So <laughs> we got uh, Siege of Course on Axe and the uh, Torrent Fighter with Dead Eye Shot and Barrage Rockets, Boost in the Z95 with Sync Console and Expert Handling, Slider in the Z95 with Sync Console and Fire Control System, Kickback, uh, the of the Torrent uh, with Diamond Bar Missile and Munitions Failsafe, Oddball in the B Wing with the Besh Title, Sync Console, R4P Astromech, and Plasma Torpedoes, and then Contrail. Uh, with Ion Bombs, the Besh title, Sync Console, and Swarm Tactics, and then Anakin Skywalker, the uh, Siege Corson version, with Mace, uh, Malice, Ancillary, Weapons, Ion Weapons, and R2-D2 uh, to round off the list here. Uh, definitely a really interesting way to... Um, it just kind of reminds me of the old um, uh, Z95 Swarm with the... Uh, with the lat uh, where they just basically shoot ordinance and pass on the lock consistently. Uh, you can definitely do that uh, starting with oddball in this list uh, who wants to uh, grab a lock and uh, shoot an ordinance out there. Um, he basically just 
rolls what he needs and just hangs onto that lock and that enables everybody else down the line to uh to grab that lock and take shots there um with kickback and axe being the the two outliers out there and anakin as well uh, but definitely a uh, a really solid list here. Uh, you got a lot of bodies out there on the, on the board there. Uh, granted, they're low health. Um, you know, those Z95s only have four health. And same thing with the V-Wings as well. Or they have five health, I think. Um, but uh, you can cover the board very, very well. And they actually can put out quite a bit of offense. We've seen this list before. Because I remember being like, that boost and slider is rough. That same guy has flown it back in November, but he had Swarm Tactics on Contrail back then. Better choice to just have... Um, no, it's same Swarm Tactics. Sorry, there's something slightly different, but it's a seven-chip list. <laughs> um, yikes. <laughs> just because of the everything's at four health except for the Torrents at six and Anakin at three, right? So it's just... Be very, very careful and uh, roll roll well. Yeah. All right. That concludes that. Let's move on to the store champ that we have here in Canada at Abyss Games in Quebec, because this is definitely not in the non or non French Canadian district. They had a top cut. <clears throat> I came through here with Octopus Crime, not Prime, but Crime, because we'll play on their words there. Um, Pretty sure that's what we do with our wings games. <laughs> is, is it? We throw Octopi onto the the ring. I don't know. I don't know. Do they do that anymore? Because it's expensive, and you can get ejected and like permanently banned from the. They're arena. ruining my heritage. Just telling you. <laughs> I did not. How about this? My father would have literally told me, Tanner, you want to throw how much money onto the arena ground? Now, if you could get them for like a buck, he wouldn't care. But man, if you had to spend even 10 bucks, my father would have been like, you know how many Cokes and uh, peanuts you can get for that, son? And back in the day when we were growing up, like you could get a lot of cokes and peanuts for 10 bucks you know compared to compared to now now you can't now you get like one coke and nothing else uh for 10 bucks so why did that start <laughs> who knows i don't know but that's a good uh we're, we're gonna keep moving because i don't know the answer to that <laughs> um tell us what mark brought alex yes it's a close enough to 5t70 resistance list you have the very typical build of Zori with Plasma R4 Dorsal Wartime. You got the very traditional build of LOSC with Heroic Marksmanship R68, but they also threw Jamming Beam on there because they remember of one more point. You got Jess Pava with M9G8 Electronic Baffle, Veniza Doza with Barrage Rockets Marksmanship, and then Snap Wexley with Pattern Analyzer, Lone Wolf, and Jamming Beam, which I yep. can respect, but I'm not sure how much that Lone Wolf triggers. Because if you're flanking with snap, that's he's fine. Coming, he's coming in quick. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like you can get behind lists. You just have to hope they don't turn in immediately on him and just nuke him right off the board. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I like this list. It's 
it's what we've been seeing. So it's different enough that I can enjoy it. Yeah. It's funny. The, uh, the JMQP on LO, like, cause you had those two points, right? Like, cause you have marksmanship. You could dump marksmanship. I don't know. And pick something else, but I don't know if it matters. So Jamie beam is the upgrade. You pay a point now to, to not use, um, all right. The next one we have is similar to a list I've been running, except for they ran cluster missiles, Malaris instead. Remy took first order to the third place with Lou Hughes, Brush Rocket guy. And then they had the standard, we call it the standard Loa, Loa Kylo Ren, except for has brilliant evasion. Um, it's what everyone brings. But you could put fanatical, so you don't have to put brilliant evasion. You could put my brilliant evasion. It triggers once every couple tournaments. <laughs> okay. Mine has never triggered on Kylo Ren ever. I used to think it would, and it never did. It was worthless for me. Uh, Midnight with Predator and Crackshot. Uh, and then Von Rag with Crackshot, Deuterium, and Magpulse Warheads. Uh, again, I'm not. I'm, I'm surprised they. You don't just put Magpults on Malaris too. I mean, really having that I five and I six be able to strip tokens and neuter the offense is really good. Actually, Magpults is a very underrated weapon that people. Because like, I'll, you know, the best part is sometimes a lot of people be like. Oh, you're gonna shoot. You're not gonna shoot a three die, you know, range one with Malaris. It's like, no, I, I don't want you to shoot a four die freaking gun back at me. So <laughs> here, have yeah. three dies instead. <clears throat> oh, and I don't want you to have a token either because you're just gonna hold the damn token the whole time. So people don't realize it's a good defensive tech. Um, anyway, so kind of standard FO build. Like I said, the midnight's a little bit different. Um, the predator crack shot. Uh, midnight that's just a little bit more aggressive midnight um but i run the fanatical proud tradition midnight which you get this one is going to give you a little bit more re-roll offense um than the one i run so jj what did damien bring so damien brought a rebel list here uh that does not have either Han Solo, and no Luke Skywalker. So we got Harrison Dula with the X-23 Threat Tracers and the missions failsafe in the A-Wing. Lando Carizian flying the Falcon uh, with Nidnum, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Bistan, uh, and the Millennium Falcon title. Uh, Bodica in the Fang Fighter with Predator, Beskar, Mando Optics. Sabine Wren in the TIE Fighter with Beskar, Reinforced Plating, and then Wedge in the A-Wing with Predator and Marksmanship to round off the list there. Uh, got pretty solid um, uh, amount of ships here. You got five ships here with this particular list here. Hera being able to set up the threat tracer target locks for everybody, um, so that way they can uh, they can be double modded when they need to. 
uh, Lando being able to um, provide Hera with an extra token to pass around there, um, probably like an invade token, and has perceptive co-pilot to double uh, focus himself as well. And this really opens up uh, the offensive potential for Bodica uh, and Wedge at I-4 to go in and uh, deal some, some pretty good damage on the opposing ships there. Uh, so definitely a very solid utility list. Um, I would think this list probably likes to fly together pretty well, although Lando can coordinate from a distance. Um, but uh, this is a very solid uh, block here between Hera, Bodica, and Wedge uh, that can go in there and uh, do some some serious work. Man, you had Lando in there. You probably don't need the, the, the tracers on Hera. You can just bring the Magpulse. You can have the double-modded Magpulse. It's fine. <laughs> also, yeah, I like super missed opportunity to actually have yeah. Keo with Prockets in there where you can reposition at I-5 and actually get a double-modded Prockets shot off. Yeah, that's true. So sad. But I love me some Lando. And it, uh, Lando works super, super well in Heratani lists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think if we see uh, too many points changes with Han and stuff like that, we'll start seeing Lando pop up. So, or that old vendor. Um, well, yeah, we're gonna get. We're definitely gonna see that come into play. All right, store champ down in Massachusetts. Um, I don't know actually who technically won. I think technically Matt won uh, by one point, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember because um, it was like four days ago when I built this. Um, I have a showing from Maui. Maui joining the ranks there. Um, but uh, looks like our winner is running our typical Vader rack list with three bombers and Vizier with triple zero. But instead, it's got Moth Gerard in there. I did not know that fit. How many points is Moth Gerard? Seven. Oh, it's because it's because it's Vizier, not Faroff. Uh, yeah, it's Vizier. Yeah. Okay, so JJ, why Moth Drard? Is it just so that they could get the free boosts? Yes, exactly. So you can get a boosting uh, rack <laughs> that can remember the uh, times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can get a boosting rack. You can get boosting tie bombers. Um, and that works really, really well, especially with Deathfire uh, getting the boost and then doing like a three straight blue to set up a uh, proton bomb launch uh, that can do a lot, a lot of work there. Uh, the sad thing is, is that it doesn't work very well with Vizier, uh, mainly because for ailerons to work on Vizier, you need to uh, not be stressed. So, I mean, sure, he has his own ailerons that essentially works as a boost, but he can't do like a double boost with Vizier, unfortunately. Uh, but still, a uh, very uh, sneaky bit of tech and if you're not prepared to see a boosting rack uh coming at you during the system phase uh yeah that's that's going to be hard to really uh anticipate to see how that's going to happen so i have a weird question could if you if you, you they don't have this but if on rack if they had electronic baffle jared gerard though happens at the system phase right not exactly. the end phase okay so it really yeah. wouldn't matter um yeah Still, I guess you I mean, get rid of your dauntless stress if you did the bump or whatever. Yeah, and the other the other part of it too is you know with the other uh, type bombers right with Tomax and Reimer, 
they can essentially turn into like the Thai bombers, right? They can boost and then drop a bomb and then perform an, a maneuver. So um, that is a kind of a way to do that. That'd be cool if they had like mines where they could take advantage of that. Uh, but still, it's a very solid, uh, solid list. So can you boost with death fire? Yes. And then drop your bomb, right? Two? Yeah. Okay. That Connor net, it seems extra spicy now, right? Yeah. Yep. That's Especially what I was thinking. The bendy ones too, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. all your boosts have to be in the same direction. That's the only yeah. caveat there. And they're all right. Yeah, exactly. Oof. All right. The next list, JJ. What is so, that CIS list? So we got our first CIS list of the night for all these tournaments. Jeez. So we got Sam Wessel in the uh, in the fire spray with the Slave One title, Jermaine Cybernetics, Notorious, and Kelly Duku. Uh, Dirge with the title, Seismic Charges, Proton Cannons, and Contraband. Uh, Grievous with the title, Impervium Plating, Shield Upgrade, and Marksmanship. And then DGS-047 in the HMP with uh, the Stabilizers and Hondo Onaka. I love that particular combo i think dgs 047 with hondo is so so good uh just being uh giving you that flexibility of either jamming your opponent or coordinating your own ships if you set yourself up with target locks early on uh, it really gives a big boon to this list here to help them uh either be double modded or um get into the perfect position to outmaneuver your opponents there uh that sam wessel can be particularly dangerous with notorious um and that force being able to take advantage either of the double tap or um or just getting a free target lock mod uh onto the opponents and uh and have double modded shots so it's uh it's very very good i like this list a lot we're not. We're gonna ignore the fact that that guy was on our team for NCX, right? Cold oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he play uh, CIS? He did not, because that went to Chris. Right, and then we switched it up. I, I forgot who went after. Yeah, I don't remember. I I don't remember who who had uh, CIS after, but uh, man, jeez, congrats! Yeah, congrats. All right, sorry. Let's move on to the next one. Huzzah! Hobbies in Virginia. They had no top cut, but they had a five-round tournament, so there was an extra round thrown in there, kind of making it a little bit more spicy for the people going. I, like, this, this, how about this? This, these top lists for these ones are actually pretty cool. Like, for the most part, like, they're definitely different than we've seen before, especially number two is just like, I've not seen that list um, at all before. Um, so I don't know who, who, Alex, what list do you want? Yeah. So uh, I like the first list that is like a Heratonic list I kind of play. So it has Hera with Hopeful and Magballs, which is. My preferred upgrades there. Yeah, it's Sabine with Baskar. Yeah, Bodica with Baskar, Mandalorian Optics, Marksmanship, Dead Eye Shot. Uh, I know how much JJ loves that combo to, mm-hmm. to change a hit to a crit and back down to a hit to flip up a card. Yeah, Boy Luke. <laughs> and then you got Magva Yaro with Jin Urso and Leia. So just uh, 
I mean, it's not Ben Thick. You don't get like the double focus, focus pass. You don't get the the evade off that, but you have Bodica, like and 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 Luke and Hera, and they're supporting everything. Magva does let you be a little bit more defensive because your opponents can only re-roll one attack die, which is not negligible. It's not like um, you know oppressive, but it's, it's like a solid defense. Um. It's just like, a, I like it. You know, Luke with evade tokens is really annoying. Yes. And when Jyn Erso's in your list, you can just take the evade every turn with Luke that you're not just proton torpedoing things. Leia's really good for stopping a magva for Kang. You know, it's uh, it's also actually pretty speedy between Bodica, Sabine, and Hera. So it's, it's a cool list. Very flexible. Uh, JJ, I know you want to do the second one. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So I absolutely love this list. I had to look up exactly what one of these did, but we'll break it down here. So we got uh, we got two B-wing pilots that we have not seen um, even get mentioned in any of our. Oh no, no, that's not a B-wing pilot anymore. It's an arc now. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. yeah, you're right. It is an Arc 170. So, Ibit Sam with snapshot in the Arc 170, Netrum Pollard with snapshot in the S foils. Uh, we got two Clan Ren volunteers with snapshot and Beskar reinforced plating. We'll get to those in a second, and then Cornhorn in the X Wing with snapshot and the server motor S foils here. Um, so secret tech here first. Uh, Cornhorn snapshot. You essentially put your lock on Cornhorn. Somebody comes in to his range, he snapshots, then he can transfer a, that target lock onto one of them. Then when he engages that I-5 again, he gets to, once again, transfer out that target lock out there as well. This is, of course, assuming that Korn has a target lock on that ship there, but that's can be set up pretty well, especially with these Clan Ren volunteers. Now, the Clan Ren volunteers, these are uh, these flank fighters here. Their uh, ability reads, while you perform an attack at a range at range, uh, uh, while you perform an attack at range one, if the speed of your maneuver matches that of a friendly ship at range one, you may roll one attack die. So what that means is all you have to do is line up these two ships next to each other and dial in the same speed every single time you're rolling four dice with these fang fighters. And since they want to be at range one to take advantage of their ability, you're basically getting mini Fenrals at I-4 uh, shooting the, uh, sorry, I-3 uh, shooting at the, at ships there that most likely have already spent their tokens uh, for, for offense or defense there um, can be absolutely devastating with that. Netrim Pollard with Snapshot, he's that B-Wing there, uh, being able to, uh, after he moves, uh, just rotate. He can set himself up to be in unique spots to take advantage of Snapshot. And then Ibit Stom uh, being able to flip around constantly and just roll the dice <coughs> to, uh, to potentially take away his stress. Uh, makes him very, very flexible where he needs to go. Um, absolutely love this list. I, I actually want to try this, put this on the board here because I think that uh, just, just, using this loadout here this could be a lot of fun this reminds me of that like foresight list that we used to run back in 2.0 with the yeah. grand inquisitor or the inquisitors or whatever yeah the, uh, yeah exactly the generic inquisitors yeah yes yeah i i'm I'm, i don't know i'm confused on snapshot on istaban like i get like get it i guess it's just that free could you imagine having to play against this list like they're gonna go hold on Hold on, I got to measure every like you're getting four rounds, maybe five if you're lucky. 
Yeah, exactly. And it actually is nice on Ibitstam because he's you know, in that Arc 170, the medium base. That arc is much wider on that ship, so you're more likely to get <coughs> more reliably too. So uh, you're you're basically getting free shots potentially free damage on two ships because usually after they fully execute a maneuver unless they're jedi uh, or a force user um you're not going to have any tokens on that ship. Um, so you have a, a pretty solid shot of getting free damage onto those ships there and heck free damage is <coughs> i mean you got three i3s in corn horn so you're yeah. probably moving most of your ships before the opponent does yeah I don't know. This is crazy. <laughs> How many points is snapshot? Seven? Nine. Nine. Oh, nine, nine points on each. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Um. Yep. Yep. Kind of impressive that the clan run volunteers have 12 points to load out, but you know. Good yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, maybe I, I totally got a... Yeah, I totally got to re uh, re look at those clan run volunteers again, man. Because man, that is such a nice ability uh, with two of them uh, just next to each other being able to do it. I mean, heck, you can even do like if you really wanted to take full advantage of their ability, you can pair them up with A wings if you want to, uh, since they can pretty much go five straight as well uh, with the Y wings. Um, you back them up with like Kara. Um, you can pass on to, uh, mods and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do with these Fang Fighters. I think it's really good. And uh, even add in Bodica on top of that, too, if they decide to try to shoot at one of these. Man, I mean, it's it's nice. Yeah, I mean, there's still I, I three Fang Fighters, though. <laughs> it's still, like... I mean, yeah, yeah, it's I three Fang Fighters. But, I mean, they when they do hit, I mean, they can they're they're basically uh, mobile proton torpedoes. <laughs> I mean, every one, yeah, they get the the four, but all right, let's keep, let's move on. I don't want to spend any more time. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, the next list, a little bit different uh, FO list that we've seen. Uh, we have fanatical, proud tradition, and targeting synchronizer midnight. Um, we have the concussion missile, advanced optics, and he has elusive on Kylo. Uh, so it's a little bit different. The the elusive there opting out of the um opting out of your instinctive aim, which I think is not the end of the world either. Though I don't know how many times you're doing a red maneuver with um with your ship there. Um so I I, I don't know. I guess whatever you I do don't I don't like that on my Kylo, but that's just me. Um, and then you have Magpul Smalleris, uh, Gaelic with Swarm Tactics Fanatical. Um, and then you have Scorching Dread. We got two bomber sightings. One of the bombers has bomblet generator, cluster missiles, feedback ping. And then we got Dread. I don't even know what that gunner does. What does DT-798 do? And then the concussion missiles on Dread. What does DT-798 do? Uh, DT is at the start of the engagement phase. You can choose a friendly ship in your arc. They get a strain. And while you perform an attack, you can reroll a die for each ship in your attack arc with one or more non-lock red or orange tokens. So you can like give one of your friendly ships a strain so you can uh, just uh, reroll a die. Okay. All right. It's, mm, it's, not, three it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's three points, so. 
and like, I mean, they'll probably they might have a jam token from Kylo, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's an orange token. You get swarm tactics right up to five, so you can actually you know use that ability instead of just shooting the guy that's got the strain token. Mm. I mean, you don't have to give out a strain token, I guess. Too, you just have a reroll if they're stressed or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's a neat little list. It's it's a little bit different. Um, it feels a little weak on firepower, personally. Um, but I guess if you could get your cluster missiles and concussion missiles off, maybe not. So, a little hodgepodgey. Yeah. Yeah, and you got targeting synchronizer at midnight too, so that can help. So but. I could tell you it does help if you run it if correctly, and people don't people forget about midnight because they don't care about midnight because nobody cares about like the two dice gun coming after them. But midnight with that target synchronizer, I have one hundred percent. Tar- like not been in any shots and lock something just so Kylo can shoot. Yeah. And that's it. And it's a free instinctive aim. Effect. I have used it with Malaris to shoot a mag pulse after I boot first at another I five. Yeah. And then you don't have to use Malaris's ability. If you don't only have like one shot, you just got the focus and you can shoot the mag pulse. And so a- I did that in the game that I covered for you NCX. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. That's literally why I brought it. It's like, I want the Magpul something first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The last list we're going to look at. I'll I'll let JJ. JJ, what is the last list that has your favorite ship in it? (laughs) So we got uh, an Empire list here. We got Rack again with uh, Vader, Death Troopers, Dauntless, Agile, Ruthless, and Baffle. Uh, and then Juno Eclipse Hero in the TIE Advanced uh, with Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Ruthless. Marek Steel with Ruthless, Marksmanship, and Afterburners. And then Tomex, the standard loadout version. And then uh, finally, the Black Squadron Ace TIE Fighter uh, to round off the list there. Uh, just being that cheap two-point uh, objective grabber uh, to round off this list. Uh, this list really relies on uh, basically sacrificing its own health <laughs> in order to uh do a lot of damage there uh you have four ships at i5 that can uh do quite a bit of damage there uh typically you want rack and tomax to start off the initial salvo with uh with shooting um their their shots into a particular target and then juno and Merrick to finish off their problem preferably Merrick uh after juno just so you can get a chance to get those crits in and just choose what you want uh juno uh definitely very uh very nice piece for this uh as she's able to get in there quickly uh with her ability to um essentially do like a target lock into a boost and get into range um or um if she is not stressed just getting that pattern analyzer uh target lock boost to get into range one uh can be very very good uh, for to get into a good shot uh for a good like range one shot with her ability uh but yeah solid list so does pattern analyzer actually let you because if you're doing the k turn right mm-hmm. you perform your action does the boost trigger before the yes. stress comes yep you're double right. stressed after you do it yeah, double stress yeah but yeah okay. you can absolutely do that mm-hmm. all right that seems a little 
harsh if it were me. I don't know if I'd want to do that. But uh, people yeah. have done it before. We're like trigger happy Poe. Uh, um, I, I've done it actually a couple times where I'm just like, oh, I need to do this. So this is bad. Uh, I guess I'll just be double stressed. Yeah, and sometimes you end up in a bad spot. So having the option to like do a, a pattern analyzer bow roll and then boost out uh, to arc dart somebody um, can can be really really key with Juno. Gotcha. All right, let's move on to the next one. Is Gamers Guild in Arizona? Master Yoda took the whole tournament down. It looks like um, good job, <laughs> Master Yoda. Uh, taking that down, they, they had a top cut. It looks like they did did a top cut of four. Um, a couple of lists in there we've seen before. I guess I wanted to highlight. Well, we want to cover the the winner because it's it's got three X wings in it and Han. Um, I don't know. It's a little crazy. Alex, what what did the winner take? Yeah, so. The winner took a four-ship Rebel list. It has Han, uh, the Bistan Perceptive Trick Shot. You got Boy Luke. And then you have Cluster Missile R3 Hopeful Corrin Horn. And R3 Cluster Missile Hopeful Thane Tyrell. Don't know why, <laughs> but you do. And you got a... Uh, that's a lot of attacks. Right, you got a double shot at I six. You got Luke's Pro Torp. Then you got possibly two shots from Corn and two shots from Thane. And now you just pass initiative five. So yeah. like, you could put a lot out there. Do you think this is a better build than taking those ships and breaking it down into like Keel, Wedge, and Sabine? Nah, I th I think I'd rather have Keel, Wedge, or Sabine just because objectives. It's pretty, uh, they're just good objective runners. So, fair enough. I'd rather play and then instead of, uh, just be aggro. Yeah. yeah. All right, JJ, what did Elaine bring? All right. Well, we got here a, uh, oops. I'm looking at the wrong one. So we got a, a Republic list here with Oddball uh, in the ARC-170 with Selfless, Veteran Tail Gunner, R4P, Astromech. Uh, Rick Olay in the N1 Starfighter with Daredevil, Crackshot, R2C4, which, if I remember correctly, is the droid that lets you spend your evade uh, to change your focus into a hit on offense. Uh, then we got Kickback uh, with Diamond Boron and Munitions Failsafe. Contrail uh, with Predator and Shield Upgrade. A matchstick in the Y-Wing with seismic charges, ion cannon turret, and delayed fuses, and then stub in the uh, Clone Z95 uh, with the uh, shield upgrade to round off the list there. Uh, you got some solid options here between Oddball, Ricola, and Kickback, and Contrail. Uh, just having those four I-5 ships being able to uh, go out into the board, uh, do quite a bit of offense with their abilities, and, uh, and soften up... Uh, different opponents there uh matchstick though i love matchstick he's my favorite um y-wing pilot for the republic uh if you're able to set up round one uh all your friendlies target locks onto matchstick 
he basically has all the rerolls he needs on offense to uh, to attack with that iron cannon turret, and then Stub um, being to being able to switch between that offensive and defensive ability, uh, just depending on what um, what speed you're going, uh, is a really really great tool uh, for for this list. So very solid. Yeah, that Stub is different, right? Like that's a three point ship. Yeah, I mean, that's the upgrade you take on stuff, though. It's... Yeah. It probably lives longer, but it's still like a five health two die gun for three points. I don't know. It could be a three die gun. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it can be if nobody shoots at it. You're right. No, no, it's, a, it's the one where it's like. I know, but if I've got guns coming at me, I don't want just two green dice. I'm going to not live. Sure, I guess. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice in the speed of your maneuver. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a list. Yeah, I I, I like the 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 Ricolay piece on there. Like, I think that's kind of saucy. Oh, I don't like that Rick at all. I don't like Rick in general, though. So, I really also don't like R two C four. Yeah, I I don't know. I've seen it work before, so. I just shout out to the guy in fourth though who's running a very similar ray list of what I run. I'll take that. Yeah. Except he did LO because resistance, you have to choose LO. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the last one that we have tonight from Freedom Hobby Gaming in Ohio. Alex Akron. <laughs> Alex traveled six hours in one day to play a store tournament. So got him up it, to 16 people. That was the important part. Yeah. Supporting the community. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this one was a little far for my taste. Uh, but I live on the West side too. So, and these guys, those, these guys are crazy. They like to like do the round trips all. And like, I would have just gone to Ohio for like a weekend and like hung out. I don't want to be in Ohio for a weekend. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Last time when we went down for Rust Cup, it was pretty fun. So yeah. All right. So our winner was Nate May Ablazoned. Nate finally uh it was able to secure the official um thing. Cody must not gotten unlift you either, because I don't see Cody's name in there. No. Um, but uh Nate May took it down. What did Nate run, JJ? So we got a, a resistance list here. Uh, we got uh, LO Atsy with the foils R68, Crackshot, Leadnum with HLC, uh, the BB-8 Astromech Pattern Analyzer and Marksmanship, Jared Giger with the title, uh, Targeting Computer, Over Two Modulators and Concussions, Lulu with Shield Upgrade, Marksmanship and Predator, Zori with Plasmas, Wartime, and R4 Astromech and Dorsal. Uh, just solid overall list. I mean, you got all fives on here in this list here. Uh, I can do a, definitely a lot of work uh, to, uh, like, offensively to take on a lot of different ships on there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a, a very solid list. I like it a lot. Yeah, Nate's five by five list. That's it's improved from what he ran in Rust Cup. Uh, what do you think about that Allo build? That's catching uh, popularity. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, that's the uh, R sixty eight is the bullseye droid, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you combine that with crack shot, uh, you're you're pretty much 
guaranteeing that you're going to get damage to go through, um, especially on these um, on these like three agility ships uh, that uh, that are running rampant right now. Uh, if you're able to get that bullseye lined up, uh, you can definitely do a lot of work and uh, and do a lot of damage. Yeah, he was my only lost, and I think he continues to be the only person I ever lose to in Ohio, other than <laughs> other fellow Michigan people. So he is uh, continuing his reign of Michigan dominance, annoyingly. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I mean, he flies super, super well. Um, I also like that 9-Nub build. I think that might be my favorite version of it. Maybe you can get away with not putting HLC if you want something like Plasma Torps. Uh, but like the other li- other parts of the list kind of means you don't have to do that. They kind of carry that. Uh, but it's pretty cool to do like a, a BB-8 like boost into like uh, like a bank boost, then Talon roll behind them and do the 9-up shenanigans. Yeah. So it works pretty well. All right. The next list is by Mr. Chris Molly running a, I don't know, this is kind of like Alex's list a little bit. It's my Afra. It's your Afra. Another appearance of Snapshot. Uh, There you go. Snapshot making top cut all over the place. Look at that. Uh, so we got the Fenral with the Beskar, Mando Optics, Fearless, and Clan Training. Then we have Old Tarak, Mando, Beskar, Fearless, Marksmanship, and then a, a, a late Nashera with the snapshot. With the snapshot. So, all right, cool. Um, I guess it kind of works on an N3A, right? Because they don't move super far all the time. And uh, I don't know. Uh, and then we have Dr. Afra with Houndstooth, Babu, Deadman, Dengar, Triple Zero, and Lando. Uh, pretty neat little build there. I am super confused on Layton and with Snapshot, but I guess what else free did evades? you put on Layton? So you'd either get free evades by shooting people or free damage by shooting people. Like, because if you miss an attack, you just gain an evade token, right? So you snapshot yep. and you get a free evade. I don't think it's the best use of three points in scum, especially when Lima's not in your list. But, um, you know, he, he he was very adamant about how much he enjoyed that. He was going on and on. I mean, it's snapshot, so you get to put snapshot on the table. So that's probably fun. Snapshot by itself. So do yeah. something with all the altered snapshots I have. Yeah, right. I don't even own that. <laughs> ma- I don't own that many. So, I mean, I used to run them back when I ran my snapshot fo list. Um, I ran all those uh, special snapshot cards. Those were fun. So, no, it's that. Uh, I mean, his only loss was also to Nate. So, what are you gonna do? But that's. Uh, I wish I could have seen that more. I just saw like a very tail end of a game where he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna target lock with Fenrao and then Clan training and just get this double modded range one shot and just wreck this ship right off the table." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it like it, it, to some extent, you have to have if you're not having fun. What's the point of you know running your list, right? Like so. Yeah. I mean, yes, you want to win, but at the same token, I mean, if you get. I, I, I will say it is a little cheeky to get that free of aid, right? Like, I mean, 
it gives you the fact it gives you the ability to do whatever you want with your 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 turn you could take like an objective right you could take you could th- there's a lot of things you can do with it right because i think i think it gives you a little bit more but it's uh, it, i will say yeah like just being able to run a y-wing with plasma torp seems pretty good too so i just i still don't believe in fangs right now in this meta but you know yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because the pro- the Fen is just that one extra point over what you have with Soon's here, right? And yes, Fen gets a free evade at range one, but man, you catch Fen out that range two meta. Mm. Oh, yeah. It just seems like an uphill battle with, like, Hans, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think there was a lot of Hans at your tournament there, because you ran a Lando. That's <laughs> not Han. Who? What would you bring, Alex? I brought a, a Lando list. I'm not sure if I'm done iterating on this yet. I'll switch up some of the stuff on LO, honestly. But yes, Lando with not Ray Gunner, because instead I took Lone Wolf, Corsella, and Agile Gunner, and C3PO crew, and Contraband, and the title, of course. I got Jarek with Marksmanship, Magpulse, Contraband, Tarding Computer, and the title. LO with Marksmanship, Heroic, and Plasma Torps. Snap with Predator R2-D2, and then BB-8 with Han Solo crew and Tarting Computer. And it is a super silly, super fun list. If Lando kind of just goes unchecked, like if I'm not like by my dudes, he, he just does literally anything he ever wants. <laughs> uh, I do have to I do okay. have to ask, how many times were you able to take advantage of 3PO's ability with BB-8? Um... Anytime I didn't actually feel like coordinating the people I was actually in range to, <laughs> I just coordinated across the BB-8. I would uh, Jam. run BB-8 into like maybe a group of people, take the calculate, and then Lando can coordinate them like three of eights or whatever with Han. So it really dissuades people. A lot of the times I use it for jamming after I've already moved. Uh, I did it to arc dodge once. But also, I did it and when BBA was stressed, and it just auto-failed, but I coordinated, and that's the important part, because I got a free calculate with C3PO crew. Nice. Yeah, so I get the... the I do the coordinate to anything, get a calculate, and then Lando's ability to target lock. Yeah, nice. And then boost or whatever. I don't really care. Like, Lando just literally does whatever he wants. So is this the list you're contemplating running for Worlds? Uh, I wanted to throw it on the table. I think I'm gonna swap out plasma torps on LO. I don't like LO at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'd switch to. For a while, I ran them with R68, and that actually worked pretty well. Uh, it was like R68, Magpulse, and that was fun. But I also ran Prockets on Jarek, so didn't uh, didn't do it for this time. Just trying some other things. I put Heroic on the wrong person because Snap. Needed heroic seven times during the tournament <laughs> um, and died a lot of times because of that. Uh, but R2D2 does regen shield, so if he's around, like it, it, he'll be around to use R2D2 generally. So, unless I played Nate, who just killed Snap in one shot when he had one shield because he got the uh, fuel leak direct hit combo. Oh which I called after he did it. So 
Oh uh, yeah, um, I played Jay Bark. He's from Pittsburgh. Uh, we were working on. He he took my scum list uh, and flew it for a bit, and he made some changes. So we flew against each other in the final round in this, and that was super fun because uh, I got to show him that Lando is basically a scum ship, but in a better faction. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great tournament. The place was so cool. It's two floors, which is nuts. There is so much space. I wish we had nicer things around me. Yeah, maybe you should move to Ohio, Alex. Oh, no, no. <laughs> All right. So to round out the episode, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, we are going to go through the faction rankings. So we originally ranked our factions. And I brought uh, the list here for y'all to look at. Um, we originally did a May ranking and an October ranking. And as you can see, some of it changed a little bit. Uh, between each of us, uh, me and Alex are pretty set in stone on who uh, who we had as our number one. Um, and uh, then I went through Pattern Analyzer and I kind of took what the excuse me what um they had for the top rank in factions, as you can see down here, and based on the amount of wins. Which faction came in the highest? So, the top faction is Rebels. Sorry to say, Alex, it's not Resistance. But Resistance whoa, whoa, whoa. came in. Oh, they won next. the most. Faction performance says otherwise. What do you mean? <laughs> Go look at the faction performance. Resistance yeah. is on top. Yeah, but they had the most wins. So this is saying they had a better win ratio over the amount of games they had, but they didn't win the most, which is what we ranked our factions on last time. Mm. I'm just trying to be consistent with what we did last time. I ranked them on what I think would be the best factions. You did. And they're saying this one has more victories. So to say. Um, and we had resistance. Uh, Empire came in next. Republic behind that. First order and then CIS and scum, which technically they tie, right? Like they technically ex they actually had the exact same amount um, of wins 25 each. Um, so really, I don't know. The only other tiebreaker I had was just this, but I mean, as you can see, for the most part, they're just meh, I guess. Um, so they both came in on the bottom end there for that. So guys, what do, what do you think? Would you still rank them in the same way as before? Uh, I definitely wouldn't want to give my resistance a, uh, a higher ranking. Um, probably put them over Republic. Um, but at the same time, like... Uh, oh, in CIS, definitely keeping them at the bottom there. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Empire should be rated higher, but just based on the performance for everything else, like, I, I don't know. I think that, um, I think the just that swap would probably just align everything right just for me. You could, except for the numbers say you're wrong. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the, run, the numbers are telling you you're wrong, JJ. 
there. The, yeah. the resistance is dev- definitely better than the fourth place on there. So one of the questions, uh, I guess before I get into the question, Alex, uh, how about you? Anything you would swap around inside of that piece there? If we swap FO and Empire, I am almost ex- I am like basically exactly the faction performance. <laughs> so uh, I made these rankings based on what I think like the better factions are not like the amount of wins because you're going to have you know double the amount of people playing rebels as like any other faction except for empire but that's also like super high up so i like it i still think there's a lot more stuff in fo for people to toy around with um to get those numbers higher that'd be nice but i'm pretty content with where it lies yeah, I think the only issue you have when you you do some of those things right, like is does FO have the ability though to start knocking off some of those top lists, or is everything going to be faction dependent? And I think that's kind of some of the questions that we got to like equate into into the discussion as we move forward, right? Because FO has seen some success, so has Republic. But if we have untapped stuff, we have it's that untapped mystery right that that comes in there that doesn't actually factor into any of the performance and we're we're way too far into the season at this point to be like here here's a new meta fo list like i think they can emerge and i think that's what we're seeing with republic like we went from everybody wanting that you know arc padme list to now we're seeing even a even a seven ship list um you know, start making it up there. And and so I think Republic has started to experiment out of the box. You know, we have seen some of it experiment out of the box. I mean, we had that double bomber list that was definitely different. Um, so what what would you think would make it go up higher? Right. Because if you look at faction performance, technically FO exceeds Empire in faction performance overall. Right. So that means based on your standard deviation and the understanding of it, technically first order has performed better than it's been predicted. It should perform. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. There's, there's just pieces in FO that I think people aren't just like cobbling together. Right. Like not a lot of people flew like, vader on rack for a really long time right so like there exists a possibility of some something like that that can switch up the meta i mean a lot of that also had to do with the bombers but like people were running vader with a bunch of bombers too and then people are just saying you know rack's really good vader crew has always been really good and for some reason they lowered his points so try him out and then now that's probably the best list in Empire. And that didn't come until like basically Crossroads, right? It was like the first top with like that style rack list. And even then that was Vault Scarus before Faroff. So I just I I don't think it's gonna have like that huge of a of an impact. Like it's not gonna have a secret rack hanging around in FO, but there's still a lot more things than just I'm going to bring three TIE Fighters and a couple Whispers. Yeah. 
I think just not having, I mean, you, you can really see, right, that the 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 factions that ended up getting expansions over the last year, um, meaning like, you know, the, the scenario packs um, are in the top. Um, the only outlier, of course, being CIS, um, not, not really getting that big of a boon from the Siege of Coruscant pack, but... Um, you know, you, you look at Rebels, you look at Empire, you look at Republic, you know, these are factions that are doing really, really well. Resistance, despite not having it, is that outlier uh, doing very well, despite not getting really any new pilots um, as of late. Um, the biggest thing that they got was the Pope Falcon um, from the Hot Shots pack from last year. Um, and that definitely has seen quite a lot of play. Um, but really, um, once the 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 last points update came last year after adepticon with a little dropping to four resistance has had quite a lot of um a lot of different vari variations of their builds um that made them uh, quite effective in in being able to field high initiative ships that can do damage and still um like survive a, a good like gauntlet um they have probably the best five ship list right now um between all the different factions um, being able to to do it and that's because their points were costed appropriately um, if we want to see fo and cis and scum um, kind of rise up to match what they can do um, they they need those options available in those factions in order for them to perform better uh, for for the following season yeah well i think we're gonna let's avoid talking about the following season because we, we're here now right like we don't have a crystal ball to know what they're going to actually change or do. Um, so you can see five ship lists are obviously the top. Um, not very many eight ship lists <laughs> running very few seven ship lists. They do exist. Um, and, and we're, they've, people have even moved away from a three ship list outside of like what CIS really. Right. Um, though, I don't know. There's always that discussion point. Can a three ship list, sustain itself in this meta um and i think if we move down to compositions right so we start talking a little bit about what are the most popular compositions um this doesn't mean this is the highest win rate this doesn't mean any of that stuff all it is is what is the what are the most things that you're going to see so the republic one is or the rebel one is on top the one that we know about right the han and two a-wings luke and sabine um and then after that, we have some sort of a Fang fighter, Han, an A-Wing, and Luke, pretty much. Because <laughs> right? in the force ship list, you're probably bringing Luke. And then you have the five T-70s, right? And some of that's because they have the ability to be easily put on the table. It's a rather cheap-ish style purchase that you can make um, getting into the game. And it has at least a 50% win rate. Right. Like, so if you tweak it a little bit, you add Zori in there, Zori's win rate and percentage level goes like off the charts. Like you just adding her into it adds a almost 5% win rate for that group. Plus the, the percentile it comes in at is even higher, like just comparatively. So um, I don't know, guys, is there anything in some of these top? We'll do the top 11 first, and then we get, if we want to go farther down, we can go further down. Is there anything composition-wise that we're seeing that, um, A, we sh is out of the norm, or B, probably shouldn't really be there? 
I mean, just look at number 11, right? You know, the CIS, um, the the only thing I see here for CIS uh, being the uh, double fire spray and dirge list there. Um, I mean, this is an archetype that has been uh, with the game for such a long time. And I think this is probably the, the only successful three ship list um, that we're seeing in X-Wing total across all the factions there. Um, these fire sprays are still very, very good for what they can do. And, you know, they, they do have uh, a pretty decent win rate coming in at 52.8%, um, despite only being three ships. You know, granted, two of them are two medium bases, and they can do very well in assault. But when you go to, like, scramble um, or... Um, or rather, sorry, not scramble. When you go to salvage, um, you know this list suffers um, for for competing for points in that particular objective. Though, uh, despite that big handicap in that scenario, they still do very very well. Um, I, I would love to see more archetypes like this um, for for other lists there, but I mean this is just a classic list, and I'm glad that it's still doing very well, making it to the top eleven. Alex, anything out of the ordinary you see in there that um I'm surprised honestly that many people brought like Devon Wright Kylo and uh presumably like LaHughes and a couple die fighters. Uh I didn't think it'd be like that eye of people doing that. Uh, maybe it's because that's you know, two I sixes and three I fives, right? So it's a bunch of high initiative and people love that. So that's kind of like the only surprise, uh, by and large. I mean, the other ones just kind of make sense, right? Uh, it is kind of impressive how quickly the rack list um, started rising up, but that's, that's on the other page. But like, uh, just in general, you can see like number 10 is like the Triple Bombers, Vader list. And then if you uh, scroll a little bit down, which we'll talk about, you can see how close like the rack list is, <laughs> right? Because, um, like, no one, not no one flies it, but not a lot of people do the Vader shuttle triple bomber list anymore. And then only three spots behind that, or a uh, couple more spots behind that, seven spots behind that, you get the, the rack lists. So that's cool. Yeah. And I think that's that's some of, you know, if we scroll down, that's kind of what we're seeing is we see kind of a pretty major drop off. People are, you know, we got 50 lists or less of that these compositions, right? Um, and some of that is if that rack has only appeared in the last three months, <coughs> you're missing six months, almost not quite six months, but, you know, like five months worth of data because people weren't flying it. Um, and it's not that we didn't have store champs. I mean, in fairness, AMG, they gave enough kits out that there was X-Wing being played um, throughout the majority of the year. I don't think there was much of a lull, at least not in our area. For the most part, there was something going on almost every month that we could go to. Um, so, and, and I don't Something know. that's also interesting, if you sort of by like, like last month, specifically last month, um, it all changes. The rack list is... Number one, it, it beat out 5T70 and also YT70. So, which is yeah. funny because, and we'll, I guess we'll get into this next week, but the discussion then becomes is like, you got to talk about objectives, right? Like, or not objectives, I'm sorry, obstacles, right? Because if people are bringing a lot of bloody racks, do you, do you really 
do you do we tech against Honda or do we start teching against Rack? You know, like that's <laughs> the bigger question. Um, I think here. So, and I do agree with you. There's a million other ways we could slice this. I just didn't know how much time we should spend doing that because we're really just going to get faction specific. And at that point, we can slice and dice this by the faction a little bit easier. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and the the other biggest thing I he- see here, right, is like in the top eleven, just seeing Rebel having the most amount of archetypes uh, making the top there. Granted, you know, uh, two of them was, actually all three of them does include Han in some form, um, but still, you know, being able to have three variations of that particular list be that successful um, and make it into like the top 11 there is really nice there. Um, And when we look at the resistance, um, the other faction that has three up there in the top 11, um, they're very, very different across the board, right? You know, the the only the only similarities is probably that Zori with the T70s there. But, you know, having that, um, I, I believe it's Poe with three X-Wings uh, or Lando with three X-Wings um, making or, it there. Or Ray. Well. Or Ray, exactly. And that's that's the, the, the best part of it, too, right, is that that particular chassis has three viable pilots that can really work together with the rest of the list there and and still be very very successful and that's that's great for the faction all right any other observations or comments before we wrap up for the night no no i mean it seems i'm excited for world gotta gotta figure out whatever list i want to fly well you're 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 flying lando that's what i heard because you've talked so much shit about Lando. Like now, it feels like you have to run Lando. No, that's what I did in Ohio because I was telling these people about Lando, and look at me go. Mm-hmm. Well, three and one, not bad. So, yeah. all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Uh, we will be back next week, nine p.m. Eastern, to discuss. Um, I don't know what factions are we going to go through first. Do we just do CIS and Scum first, just to get it out of the yes. way? Like, yes. Do we just do Absolutely. this, even though we both we. Like, I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't run some of this stuff, right? But maybe maybe we call the bench line <laughs> scum and CIS for now. And this is kind of, if this is the bench line, if you can beat these lists, you know you have a decent list. If you cannot beat these lists, we probably got a, you got a problem there. Um, and I, I do, we are going to cover when we do the CIS, we are 100% going to cover that um, SOC swarm list because I did put that on the table the other day and... There is uh, there is some leg viability to that. How well it holds up against some of these other metal lists, I I don't know. But I can tell you if you take a if you could take three droids off the board, you're screwed. But if you only take the one droid off the board, like there's a lot more that goes into that in terms of that first round than you you, you can imagine. So um, yeah. Either which way, we will we'll we'll be doing that. So we'll cover. Is that what we're going to cover first, guys? The CIS and scum. Yeah, all right so we're gonna do that next week that's gonna be our faction that's gonna be our whole episode essentially just those two factions um and then we'll decide next week after that what we want to do from there but those are gonna be the two factions we cover on planning face syndicate thank you all have a good night make sure you like and subscribe here on twitch over on youtube and on your favorite podcasting app have a good night and we'll see you on the flippity flop have a good night everybody